to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Live in the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join us with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote has been said by many different people in many different ways. It is one of the core principles that I myself utilize on a daily basis to help me achieve my goals, my visions, and my aspirations. This week's quote is, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. If we look at where we're at today, we look at our health, our profession, our relationships, our lifestyle, we are where we are today based on every single choice that we've made. All the obstacles that we've faced, all our failures, our successes, our thoughts, and our actions. We are exactly where we are right now because what we've done in our past, and whether it's something that we thought we could control or something that we thought we couldn't control. But knowing this, if we do not like something about where we're at, that responsibility should be put on ourselves. Your past choices and your actions are why you are where you are. My past choices and my actions are why I am where I am, whether we like it or not. Now, if we don't like where we are, it means that something must change in order for us to obtain something different. Some of us, myself included, can get very comfortable with the day-to-day -day life that we've grown accustomed to know and to live. There are some great things that come with that 
comfortable lifestyle, of course. I mean, we know exactly what to expect. We can have expectations that never get broken, allowing less disappointment in our lives. There's less decision-making, which allows us to operate on this autopilot type of, type of mentality, which conserves some serious mind power and energy. And if we love everything about where we're at right now, if we're completely satisfied with the life that we have right now, well, then this is a wonderful place to be. Stay where you are. But if we're honest with ourselves, there are probably some things that we would love to have maybe just a little bit better in our lives. Things that we're unable to do right now or things that we would love to be able to accomplish, but we haven't right now. Things that if we actually conquered, we would be so proud of ourselves if we did it. Yet maybe so far in the distance of where we're at right now that we really don't even consider it a possibility for ourselves. Yet, what is the difference between you and that person that has or can do the things that you don't have or that you cannot have at this time? The difference could be genetics. It could be a social class head start. It could be a number of other excuses that we throw out there just to make ourselves feel better for not having what we want, thinking that it's just not possible for us. And in my opinion, whether any of those previous reasons are actually true or not, this is actually just a huge cop-out. It's a lie that we tell ourselves in order to make us feel better about not going after it. Your, you, your mind, your body, your spirit, you are just as able as any other human being on this earth. You may have to work harder than someone who is genetically gifted. You may have to bring more effort than the person who has inherited what they have. You may have to be braver and fail more often than the person who just naturally gets it. But there's only one thing in this entire world that separates you from the people that have what you don't have. And that one thing is yourself. You are the only thing holding you back from being that person that you want to be. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. In order to get somewhere that you are not right now, you must do something different than you are doing right now. In order to be the person that you are not right now, you must do something different than what you're doing right now. And in order to obtain what you do not have right now, you must do something different than you're doing right now. And that thing that you must do differently it will be uncomfortable because if it was easy, you'd have already done it and you would be in the situation where you're completely 100% satisfied with every single thing in your life, but it's not easy and it's not comfortable. We've talked about the term hormesis when it comes to your physical goals, of course, small, tiny stressors on your body like exercise or heat and cold therapy, things like breath work, massage, soft tissue work. These small, tiny stressors, they signal the body that you require more resiliency somewhere and where in the recovery and rebound, you become what you were not before. The same strategy can be used for anything in your life. It doesn't have to be physical. So this week's weekly focus is for you to make a decision to navigate something every single day this week that makes you uncomfortable. What's something that you do not enjoy doing, but you know that it's going to get you closer to that thing that you wish you had? What's something that you're not really that good at, 
that you maybe wish you had more skill in? What is something that maybe even frightens you a little bit that you wish you had control over? Get comfortable this week being uncomfortable. Share with me, share with your network as you attempt these tasks, as you fail, as you learn, as you succeed. You may find that there's someone out there in your network that is actually very, very skilled, maybe even an expert in what you could use assistance with. You may uncover an asset that you never even knew you had access to if you share your journey. You may find support where you never knew there was any. And all along the way, you're making yourself better in whatever way. You're learning about yourself. You're creating a relationship with yourself that shows you are stronger than you think. You're more capable than you know. Moving on to this week's physical activity tip. Every day this week, Do something that makes you sweat outside of your scheduled training session. That's right. Do something that gets your heart rate up and makes you sweat. And I know what some of you are thinking right now, but coach, you harp on this all the time. Sweating is not a good indication of a good workout. Sweating should not be a factor that we use in determining if we're moving towards our goals or not. And yes, I've said it and I'll continue to say it. However, sweating does show that We did something to increase our overall body temperature, and it usually requires movement. It shows that we got a little bit out of our comfort zone, and it shows that we did a little bit more than our body is used to. And most of us, we reserve this moment of our week to a strictly scheduled exercise training routine, which is a great start. But there's so much more to our lives than just those one to five hours out of that 168-hour work week that we set aside for our exercise routine. We usually work out maybe one, two, three, four, maybe five hours a week, but there's so many other hours of the week. On the days that I haven't moved much myself, the days that I don't have a programmed training session, what I'll do is when I get home, I I climb the three flights of stairs that it takes to my apartment, but I'm not just gonna climb the stairs and go to my house. I'm actually going to go up and down the flight of stairs four or five times. Yes, like a weirdo, I'll get to the top and I'll turn around and I'll go right back down. Just because I know that I hadn't done much to help with the flow of my circulatory system. Because I know that I hadn't done much today to get my heart rate out of its normal operating zone. Other times I'll do some mobility work that makes me work up a little bit of a sweat. I'll do some long tension holds and ranges of motion that I'm not super good at just to make myself a little more uncomfortable than I've been because I've probably been immobile that day, the whole day, sedentary. I mean, it could be anything, friends, from something that you enjoy doing, something that makes you happy, something that fills you up and gives you energy. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to crush you. Just get a little uncomfortable and every day this week, do something that gets your heart rate up and makes you sweat. This week's nutrition tip is a doozy. It has to do with your daily calories. There's a lot to it here. Do you ever wonder how many calories you should be eating, depending on what your goal is? Well, if you're unsatisfied with where you're at currently with your body composition, then I would recommend that you establish an awareness of your calorie intake. It's going to help you with a general idea of how many calories you're currently intaking. And then when you have that awareness... You'll have a general idea of how many calories to consume to either lose body fat or gain muscle mass or remain the same and maintain where you're at. So I'm going to give you a little rundown of what that looks like. 
So get ready to take some notes and I'll give you the equation for how many calories you should eat in order to maintain your weight or gain muscle mass or lose body fat. So when I ask people their fitness goal, the most common answer that I get is I want to lose weight and I want to tone up. Now tone, it means nothing. It's a made up term. Toned literally means that you want to create a more defined muscle, which in order to do that, you must lose body fat and gain muscle mass. So from here on out, when I say increase muscle mass or gain muscle, you can probably just substitute that in your own words for the word tone if you prefer. Gain muscle mass or gain muscle, it just means tone. So the number one goal people tell me is gain muscle and lose body fat. Perfect. Or is it? Typically, these goals, they actually fall on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Gaining muscle requires you to be in a calorie surplus. That means that you eat more than you burn. Whereas losing body fat requires the opposite, a calorie deficit, eating less than you burn. Now, unless you're a complete beginner, a newbie, or you're coming back from an injury or surgery, it's really, really challenging to do both gain muscle and lose body fat at the same time. It would be my personal preference to see someone work on these goals pretty much at separate times. A perfect plan would be to do a period of time where you're in a calorie surplus, you're gaining muscle, and then a period of time where you're in a calorie deficit, and then another period of time, pretty much the majority of the time, you're in a calorie maintenance plan. That's really the best way to attack this, in my opinion. If, if you've ever been at this goal for a long period of time, it's, it's tough. And if you don't consider yourself a newbie and the longer you get into your training, the harder it becomes. But I'll let you decide how you want to attack this with the following information. So let's start off by getting you to figure out your maintenance calories. The total number of calories required on a daily basis just to maintain your body weight. No gains, no losses, no fat or muscle, anything changes. Maintenance. Now, you should be likely eating in a maintenance more than you do anything else. The website that you want to go to here is called precisionnutrition.com forward slash weight dash loss dash calculator. Precisionnutrition.com forward slash weight loss calculator with dashes in between the words. You can type in Google Precision Nutrition Weight Loss Calculator, and it's going to be the first link. I'm also going to include the link in the description of this mini-sode if you want to find a quick touch option. So precisionnutrition.com slash weight loss calculator. Once you do that, you're going to fill out all the questions. It's going to ask you your age, your sex, your height, your weight, and then it's going to get to your goal. When you get to your goal, you're going to want to select the improve health option, improve health. And that's even if you're looking for one of the other goals, because right now we're just trying to find your maintenance. When you select improve health, it's going to give you how many calories you need to maintain your weight and work on your health. So it's also going to ask you your preferred style of eating. If you're vegan, vegetarian, if you'll eat anything, if you're paleo, whatever it is, you can select that. And then your macro preference. Macro preference means do you have a preference between how many proteins, fats, and carbs you eat? If you don't know, then just select the standard option, standard. It's going to ask you how many meals you like to eat each day, which is nice. For me, I eat three meals a day, sometimes two. And then it's going to ask you how active you are. Now, here's the trick. Make sure that you err on the side of less here. If you don't know, 
and you're between two different activity levels, you're like, ah, is it this one? Is it this one? Choose the lower activity level because most people, and I'm talking the overwhelming majority here, they overestimate their activity level and that's going to skew the calories in a higher amount. So err on the side of less, and then it's going to give you your results. Now, not surprisingly, when I put my own stats in the, in, and my own goals in this calculator, I was able to figure out what I already knew. I really have the opposite challenge of what most people have. The calculator told me that I am eating 600 calories too few every single day for my fitness goal. 600 calories too little, which makes sense. I've not been able to budge my muscle mass for a really long time. And it's because I'm in too much of a calorie deficit for my body to use this nutrition that I have to, to build muscle. I just am not giving it the building blocks that it needs. All of the fuel that I'm putting in my body is used to fuel my daily activity. It's a great problem to have if, you're look, if your goal is to look for fat loss, but it's not that good if you're looking to gain muscle. So use the calculator to figure out how many maintenance calories you need, and then keep in mind that eating at maintenance is likely where you should be spending the majority of your time throughout the entire year. Think about your body as an ATM. It would make sense that we're not constantly making withdrawals and making withdrawals and by chronically dieting and eating less than what our body needs to support activity, exercise, and to function optimally. Keep in mind that when your body consistently doesn't have the calorie resources that it wants or needs, you're likely going to see negative changes to things like thyroid function, hormone levels, menstrual cycles, your sex drive, and other health issues over time. Okay, so let's move on to how many calories uh, you should likely eat if you're looking to gain muscle. In order to gain lean muscle tissue, you're going to likely need to eat in a 5 to 20% calorie surplus above your maintenance needs. So five to 20% plus of what your maintenance calories are. I suggest eating in an intentional surplus, maybe one to two times per year. If you're looking for muscle mass gain, you would likely benefit from minimizing your cardio, lifting heavier weights and following a really good strength training program that has progressive overload during time, meaning that you increase your weights or you increase your intensity over time. One to two times per year, do this. Most training cycles last about 12 to 16 weeks and building muscle takes so much time, way more time than you think. So consider being in a calorie surplus for maybe that amount of time while you're doing the 12 to 16 weeks of increased strength training. A quick example would be if your maintenance calories are 2,500 calories then a 5% surplus would put you at 2625. That's just 125 calories more than your maintenance. That's such a tiny number. That's like, like a handful of almonds. And you could go all the way up to 3000 calories if your maintenance is 2500. And that would be a 20% higher than your maintenance. And that would be on the higher side. Now, you could also do that as you bump up your heavy resistance training for that three to four month period, depending on what your physical activity is, of course. You can also go back to the precision nutrition calculator on that website, and you can input the new goal of muscle gain in that equation and see what it tells you if you don't want to do the math of five to 20% increase. 
Now, lastly, let's talk about how many calories you'll likely need to lose body fat. This is most of us here. In order to successfully lose body fat, we need to likely eat in a 10 to 35% calorie deficit below your maintenance calorie needs. You got to be careful here. I don't personally like seeing clients do this for longer than 12 to 16 weeks at a time. And I like to limit their calorie deficit to maybe one to two times per year. Your body has to be in a position to diet, to drop these calories, as your metabolism will downregulate and adapt to consistent low calorie eating. And that's not a good thing. I would suggest eating at a maintenance for a minimum of four to six months, if not longer, prior to going on one of these calorie deficit diets. Eat at your maintenance for four to six months so that you can create a very strong foundation and base for your metabolism to then be able to drop into a calorie deficit. A fat loss example would be if your maintenance calories again are 2,500, this might look like eating anywhere between 2,250, which is just 5% uh, down. That's just 250 calories under your maintenance or all the way down to 1,600 calories, which I don't even really like saying because some people can't handle a 35% deficit. Some some bodies can handle that um, deficit depending on how you set yourself up. The more gradually you do this, however, the less likely that it is that your body's going to bounce back at you. You would do this anywhere between two to four months, depending on your results and depending on your body's response. If you drop muscle mass quickly when you do this, then you're going to want to stop immediately. You can't lose muscle fast if you want to do this successfully, because when your muscle mass drops, then the calories you burn at rest also drops. And that means that you are now putting yourself in a hole that is really hard to dig your way out of. And you can also go back to that precision nutrition calculator, that website, input your new goal of fat loss and see what that equation tells you. All right, lastly, let's move on to this week's recommendation. And this week's recommendation is to listen to a part of one of my favorite fitness and entertainment podcasts that I call, that's called Mind Pump. Mind Pump, all one word. This is episode 1436, and you want to fast forward to 47 minutes in. They have like 45 minutes of entertainment and current event talk, and they do that at the beginning of every episode. And then the second half of the episode is just a bunch of fitness questions that they answer. So fast forward episode 1436 to 47 minutes in. And the question was, how do I know if I have metabolic damage? And I thought that they discussed this topic very well. It's a pretty short listen, maybe like 10 minutes. And I feel like this live in the dream mini-sode is a great compliment to the question that was asked. So check it out and let me know what you think, and I'm going to include the link of this Mind Pump episode in the show notes of the mini-sode. And that's it, my friends, for this week's growth mini-sode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories when you get a little uncomfortable this week or when you get your daily sweat on. Share with your network how you're learning to use the calorie calculator to help you with your fitness goals. And make sure you tag me and share your journey. Let me know if you have any suggestions or tips that will help this Live in the Dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. I'm going to be right here with you working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.